Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. Want to tell the story of your small business? Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today, managing new grads who expect an early promotion and the new tech trend at grocery stores. Those stories after this. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. All it takes is 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And Geico offers coverage for more than just car insurance. Got a motorcycle? Geico's got you covered. Got an RV? Covered. Got a boat? Covered. How about homeowners or renters insurance? You bet Geico's got you covered. And there's so much more Geico could help with. Plus, don't forget the discounts. Go to geico.com today and see how much you could save. That's geico.com. Day one for a new employee. Instead of joining in productively, they face a confusing, disjointed process and piles of paper forms. With Kronos, you can automate the entire onboarding process, creating a better experience for employees and freeing you to focus on the human part of your job. HR, payroll, talent, and timekeeping in one unified system, all with a proven implementation approach and simplified transparent pricing. Learn more at Kronos.com onboarding. Kronos, workforce innovation that works. More than 75% of Gen Z members believe they should be promoted in their first year on the job. Employers see similar patterns among younger millennials in their late 20s and early 30s. How's your small business responding? Sue Schellenbarger, columnist at the Wall Street Journal, says the trend has managers scrambling to manage young employees' expectations without driving them at the door. Sue, what's this about? This sprang from interviews I'd been doing with managers on other topics, and very often they were having this awkward experience where an employee who had been on the job for a year would come in and say, well, I've been on the job for a year, and the boss would say, yes. And then they'd ask for, you know, what's my next job, or when am I going to get promoted or get a raise? They, uh, young employees today do tend to be promoted more quickly, I think, than generations did in the past. They also expect to have jobs that make an impact, and they expect to get races very quickly. This is putting managers in kind of an awkward position in some cases. Uh, you know, you use that word expect uh, twice there in your last sentence. So uh, is this a group that's just ambitious, or are they feeling entitled just because it's a one-year anniversary, for example? The ones I encountered for this story were realistic. They weren't going to get something for nothing. But I think what they miss is that uh, they're out of academia. There are no more predictable advancement. Um, companies and industries vary very widely in how quickly they promote new hires. Um, it can be you know, as little as six months to two to five years. And employees can't know this necessarily going in. They really need to do their homework. Um, but the ones I interviewed wanted very much to have an impact. Uh, one young woman stuck with her employer in her 20s for six years, but she said she did it because her bosses were constantly asking her, what would you like to do next? What would you like to do next? And giving her an opportunity to train on yet another position and learn new skills. I thought it was interesting. Uh, maybe one or two of the managers in your story adapted to this approach from these young folks just looking for more or feeling entitled to more, if I can use that phrase. Mm -hmm. um, and they then began to sort of outline specifics, right? Here's what it would take to get to B from exactly. point A. Exactly. The uh, employers are actually shaping very specific career paths for each entry-level job to show new hires 
what they can logically expect. They tell them most people get promoted after two years. Um, you know, some companies it's up or out. If you don't get promoted after two years at some of the professional firms and the investment banks, you're out. And they also give, give the employees lots of feedback about whether they've reached those targets necessary for that particular assignment. So it's, it's not so much that the employees are insisting on something for nothing. They just want to know, how are they doing? How are they doing? That's, it's more a desire for feedback almost. We're speaking with Sue Schellenbarger, Wall Street Journal columnist. Her piece is called The Office Rookies Who Ask for the World. It's a little snapshot of millennials in the workplace. You said, too, competing to advance comes naturally to many new hires. How so? Meaning what? This is a generation that has grown up in team sports, academic competitions, robotics competitions. They're used to competing to achieve. They've gone through these incredibly competitive college admissions processes. It's just natural to them. It's like breathing. And they're also used to getting lots of feedback frequently from coaches, parents, teachers, and professors. And so for them, it's logical to expect something will come along after you've worked hard in a job for a year. They haven't yet made the transition mentally into a workplace that's really a lot more complicated. All right. So what's the guidance here then? Because I know you broke it out sort of saying, here's how you avoid the entitlement trap. Absolutely. I think you really need to um, research the company you're joining and find out how quickly do people get promoted. This is There's no excuse for not doing this anymore now that LinkedIn is out there with people's career paths published. Um, talk to your manager at least quarterly about your, your goals and, and progress. Um, never ask for a promotion unless you can present evidence that you've earned it. And Find a, a colleague internally, someone who knows the culture of that employer, who can give you a little off-the-record advice on when it's okay to approach uh, your managers for a raise or a promotion. The, uh, the, this, the expectations or the entitlement that often gets hung on millennials, I, uh, I know they don't like it, but by the same token, I don't know that that's been hung on any other generations as much as this group, has it? Well, we're really looking at Gen Z now is the Gen next Z, generation yeah. coming up through college. And um, I, th- I think that the notion that millennials are entitled has kind of gone by the way. I think a deeper look at the generation shows they're actually simply very ambitious and goal-oriented, and they're under a lot of financial pressure to pay off college loans. The generation behind them, the research shows, the kids who are still in college are just out a couple of years. They really do expect to get promoted within 6 to 12 months, according to a recent survey. And um, I think, again, it's just that they're they're not used to the workplace, and so they have inflated expectations. But I, I see them all generally as pretty hardworking, uh, but, but they're they're just not very knowledgeable about the hard realities of today's office life. Does that point back to academia? Academia is doing a better job of preparing these young people, uh, but uh, I think I think it really points more to they've had less employment experience. It's much more common for today's grads to have built their their uh, achievement through academics or mission trips or uh, sports and uh, not so much through paid work at the local ice cream shop. So um, I think they just are maybe less likely to have been employed and gain some of these real-world skills. Thanks, Sue. It's Wall Street Journal columnist Sue Schellenbarger. More after this. No one compliments you when their paycheck is correct, but make one mistake and you risk alienating your entire workforce. With Kronos, we make sure your payroll is done right the first time, from punch to paycheck. 
embedded checklists, simplified workflows, a single source of truth. HR, payroll, talent, and timekeeping in one unified system, all with a proven implementation approach and simplified, transparent pricing. Learn more at chronos.com slash payroll. Chronos, workforce innovation that works. Call it grocery shopping 2.0 if you're lactose intolerant, counting calories, or trying to fill your kitchen with gluten-free foods, you'll soon be able to use your smartphone to scan a grocery store shelf and pinpoint items that specifically meet your dietary needs. It's a story by Sharice Jones, national business correspondent at USA Today. Sharice, what's trending? You know, people really want the convenience and ease that they have when they're on their smartphone or on their laptop when they go to an actual store. And so we've got this new technology that we're supposed to be seeing within the six six to nine months um, at one of these grocery store chains that basically means that when you take your phone, there's going to be certain categories that the retailer has put into their app, like products that don't have nuts or, or gluten-free or lactose-free. And then you can take your phone, point it at the shelf, and all of the products that meet that dietary need will be highlighted on your phone. So instead of kind of just grabbing the first thing you see because you don't have the time or patience to look at the label, when you're looking for something very specific, that information is going to be provided to you through AR. And again, it just shows how retailers are really having to roll out a lot of innovations to compel people to go to the store and spend time there at a time when it's much easier just to order online. Well, it seems like at least on face value, it would lead to a more efficient shopping experience for the customer. Oh, I think so. And I think that's something that's very important, especially to millennials and Gen Zers, you know, young people who are used to being able to look at their phone and find out everything they need to know. And so instead of having to spend a lot of time, again, sifting through the products, you know, we all want what's healthy for our families, but let's face it, we don't always have the time or energy to kind of read all the labels and to understand all of that information. And so having something like this at our fingertips is a convenience that I think shoppers are going to really respond to well. All right, so when you walk down the aisle, you're looking at your phone, you're pointing it at a group of items that you're looking to choose from. Does a company then, like a big food maker, pay for prominence on your phone too? Well, that's a good question. I mean, technically, it shouldn't work that way because the categories that they're highlighting have to do with nutrition, and so it's really based on what is in that product, so a company can't really game the system. I mean, either it's nuts-free or it's not. It's lactose-free or it's not. So it would be hard to kind of manipulate it in that way. You might, however, see some brands that respond to that, and knowing that they'll be highlighted in a particular way, they might make more of an effort to add those types of products to their lineup. So that could affect their behavior in the future. True. Perhaps uh, maybe throw out a coupon, right? I don't know, ten percent off. You know, buy a. Oh yeah. yeah, that's another. I mean, that's actually a good uh, a good point that you're raising because coupons could be one of the categories that's listed in your phone app. Each retailer can basically tailor the app the way they want. So if they want to offer discounts on certain items, that might be one of the categories that pops up. So if you're looking to save a few dollars that day with your grocery bill, you might click on that and see everything that's on sale. So that's another tweak that they could do. We're speaking with Sharice Jones, national business correspondent at USA Today. Her piece is called Grocery Shopping 2.0. You'll soon be able to scan store for food that meets dietary needs. It's really interesting. Uh, Do we expect all large grocery chains will be rolling this out? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. There are a lot of different things that are being tried, but, you know, in order to get that to scale, you know, it takes a lot of time, and some things are going to be kind of hit and miss. For example, Schnucks, um, which is a grocery store chain that you see in certain parts of the country, they've got a robot named Pally that actually scans shelves to find out what's missing and what they need to restock on. You've obviously got Amazon Go in San Francisco and Chicago where you don't have to go to a cashier. As you're shopping, everything is registering in your app. You walk out and you automatically pay for it. But whether you can do that on a large scale is still something that's really up in the air. So I think you're going to see a lot of retailers that are trying things. Not every concept is going to make it. But I think some of these things will stick and in another 10, 20 years, the grocery stores that we go to and see are going to be very different from what we see now. And it will be as intensive and helpful as the grocery store makes it? I think so. I mean, I think that obviously if one chain sees that another chain is seeing success with these types of rollouts and concepts, they're going to want to get on the bandwagon because in the end they want to make money. And the margins are already so thin in that sector, any advantage you get, you want to uh, grab hold of. So I think that it's about investing and seeing what clicks with your particular customer. But I think that increasingly retailers are looking for any way they can stand out and make the experience a lot more convenient for the shopper. You referenced uh, the company behind some of this, Scandit. Is it, uh, yes. what, what's their business model? You know, they're based in Switzerland, and I think they're just all about technology. I mean, I believe that they're also behind the tally robot that Schnucks uses. So I think that they work with businesses on making the experience behind the scenes and in front of the scenes um, more transparent and a lot simpler. I mean, if a grocery store is um, losing customers because something's not on the shelf, having a robot that can tell you, hey, this item's missing, get it back out here, is very helpful to their bottom line. So they're working with a lot of retailers that are trying trying to figure out how to reinvent um, the experience at a time when the entire industry is being disrupted by Amazon and all of these uh, new things that are coming online. Thanks, Sharice. Sharice Jones, National Business Correspondent at USA Today. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website this morning with GordonDeal.com. That's also where you can listen to our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. You can send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.